Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. We'd like to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to listen to what God is doing here in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. We hope today's message will be encouraging and uplifting to you. To learn more about Simple Church, maybe you'd like to be our guest for a service, please visit our website at www.simplechurchohio.com. There you'll find more information about us, location, service times, and even online giving opportunities. And now, here's today's message. And, and on that note, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna highlight who the mission team is. So we've got um, 13 people up here right now. First service, we had 13 people up here, uh, and we recorded that. That is going to be available on podcasts and on Facebook. So if you want to hear the stories from that team, um, that portion of the team, I would encourage you to, to listen to that on Facebook or on the podcast. But, but there are other people that, that participate as well. So if, if you were one of the people that sponsors a kid for One Child Matters, please stand up. Okay, you're going to stay standing. If you are one of the people that uh, wrote letters for any of the missionaries, please stand up. If you were one of the people that prayed or financially gave to the missionaries, please stand up. If you helped send supplies down or gifts down to the kids down in, in Honduras, please stand up. Okay, so I want you to look around. Look around. If you're sitting... I don't want you to feel bad about saying, no, that next year you have the opportunity to participate. But this is the mission team. This is the mission team. These people may have been been the hands and feet on the ground, but they would not have gotten there or had the impact if it wasn't for the rest of the mission team. So so have a seat and know that, that these stories here are not just theirs. These stories here are, are also yours. Um, and, and know that the stories that you hear up here this morning are still just a, a small sliver, just a, a, a little slice of, of the stories that, that they all have available. And, and I would encourage you to listen to the stories here, and then afterwards, ask them questions. Get more stories out of them, because, because this is, if it, if it just ends here, that's a bummer. They want to share more. They want to share more, and, and you might need to hear those stories, and they might need to share you those stories. So, uh, as we launch into this, Amy's going to share the, the bigger picture of, of what was happening down in Honduras. Good morning. <laughs> I heard a lot of that. I gave a lot of speeches. Just saying. Um, I love these guys. <laughs> Good morning, Simple Church. Your missionaries are home. <laughs> I just wanted to greet you all, but then let's take a minute because we have a little camera here. And let's greet our friends in Honduras. Hey, hola! Hola, mi amor! (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to share a little bit about what we did. But um, So we were partnering with One Child Matters as as we have for this is the third time. This time we went to Honduras to Tegucigalpa, and we visited two hope centers because we have sponsored so many kiddos now in Honduras that it was time to share the love. And, um, and we did. And um, I just wanted to take a minute to thank all of you who prayed because this trip was absolutely marked every minute by answered prayer. There was all kinds of stuff with a team this size and with the unrest that was going on in Honduras at the time of this trip that could have gone wrong, that did not go wrong. And that is just straight up the power of our prayers. Yep. So um, we had much favor, much favor. Um, But uh, just to remind you what One Child Matters does at these Hope Centers, it is just crazy awesome. And the staff there are um, just warriors for Christ. 
but, but here's what your sponsorship allows them to do. Sponsor plus another kid. When you sponsor one kid, it's kind of two for the price of one. They get warm meals. They get tutoring to help them do well in school, which is a big deal for their futures. Um, they get medical care. And most importantly, they get a solid spiritual foundation. So these centers, they have a lot of church kids that go to the centers, but they also, um, they go get kiddos that don't know Jesus. And they come to the center too, and they meet Jesus. And then they take Jesus home. And so little by little, their communities just, just spreading the love of Jesus through what these Hope Centers are doing. Um, so I just wanted to take a minute also to recognize the team. You guys can be so proud of these people that were the face of Simple Church, the hands and feet of Jesus in Honduras. Um, mission trips aren't always comfortable. They're not always easy. You're sometimes called to do tasks. Thank you. You're sometimes called to do tasks that you are so excited to do. And then sometimes you're called to do tasks that you would just love it if anyone else on earth could do it for you. Um, but these guys, without complaining, just rose to the task. Um, uncomfortable situations, tough work, long days. Um, and so I just wanted to honor and thank you guys. You, you, were, you were an honor to be on mission with. Um, you were truly the shiny. You demonstrated courage. You were willing. Um, you were the love of Jesus. Um, and you did it in true Simple Church number one fashion. <laughs> this is the award we got from One Child Matters for being the number one craziest mission team they've ever had. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, so here's a quick overview of what we did. We had several sessions of Vacation Bible School, VBS. So some of the folks on the team had been planning for weeks and weeks before the trip um, to go and show Jesus to these kiddos. Um, and we had whole teams doing that. We had a work team. We had folks that sanded and sealed 50 desks, 50 wooden desks that painted rooms where the kiddos are going to be, um, and they're going to get to see the mark that we left on their facility, a little brighter, a little shinier, a little nicer. Um, we, were, we spent time playing with the kids on field day. We uh, made balloon animals with them. We blew bubbles with them. We played tons and tons of football. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, we even had a special appearance by T-Rex. It was quite cool. Okay, cool, as the kids there would say. Um, we spent time worshiping at the centers with the parents and with the staff, just praying and worshiping together. You know, one God in two languages. It was just stunning. Um, we had, and, and we did a lot of fuegoing, as I think you saw last week. Um, we also had a time where folks shared testimonies. Um, Aaron shared messages. We had um, some, some just like good rubber meets the road kind of teaching of CPR and choking um, response and, and wellness of your body, keeping yourself limber. Um, it just, it was amazing. And Misty um, led uh, rock painting again this year with new staff. So she's introducing art there for that, for that staff to teach the kids in such an affordable way. I mean, rocks are laying everywhere, right? And while she does it, she's, she's praising God and sharing what God has done in her life through rocks. Rocks! Um, so it was an amazing trip. We saw God moving in us. We saw God moving in each other. We saw what God was doing in Honduras and moving in our kids. And I just wanted to say, you know, if you feel a little tug, if you've been thinking about, you know, sponsoring a kiddo, that opportunity is available. Maybe you've been waiting and you're not sure. Pray about it. Um, but then also, listen to these stories. These stories are yours. Listen to these stories and think about where God's will is for you. Maybe God's will is for you to go 
to be a goer next year. You know, if you feel that tug, come talk to me. Come talk to any one of us. Um, I told the first service, you know, um, it's, you're not too young to start thinking about and praying about what God has in store for you and your life with missions. And I've taken first-time missionaries that are in their 70s. So this can be open to anyone. Um, so I'll turn it back over to you. Very cool. So, so, uh, so I, I'm looking at this part, portion of the team here, and, and I know there's a lot of repeaters, but raise your hand if this is your first time going to Honduras. First, first time mission trippers? Every, is it, so we have one first time mission tripper. <laughs> so, so this question will be the first time mission tripper. So what were you most anxious about going, going on this trip? What was, what was something that you thought was, that you weren't going to be ready for? Um, I was most anxious about leaving my son because I've never been away that long. And being in a different country, as Amy said, with all the unrest over there, but everybody, all the leaders and our guides and all, everybody was just so well at keeping everything planned and keeping us safe. And Did your boy do well? Yes. Was, was he bummed that you came back so soon? No. No? Okay. <laughs> but he was totally okay with you being gone? <laughs> so so for, the, for the rest of you, you've all been on mission trips before. What were the things that you were anxious about going into this one? For the people that may have not been to Honduras before, what, what were you anxious about? All right, so if, so if there wasn't necessarily something anxious, was there anything, so what was the week leading up to that trip like? That, uh, w- if you can share, any attacks, any stresses? What was, what, was, what was the stress going into the week? It was brutal, the week. Actually, the two weeks go- before going to Honduras were probably the hardest I've had in months. I cried a lot, a lot. We're ready for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> It was excitement for me, um, just the the chance to go back and see the people that we met last year, um, also have a chance to be with the new center um, and really make an impact on them. I'm not sure if we were the first missions team to be at that center. The second one? We're the second, yeah. No, so no, we were the first, we're, first one. So we're the first mission team to be at that second center, which is a huge, huge honor, um, just to be able to make the first impression on those kids and those staff members. Um, so excitement for me. So speaking of first impressions, what was the first impression uh, for you guys when you hit that, that second center? Awkward. It was a, it was a little awkward because they didn't know what to expect from us. We didn't know what ex- to expect from them. But it turned out to be great. Yeah. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hates to be loud yeah, and I'm, talk. This is really out of my comfort zone, you guys. Um, first walking in, they had just rows of kids down the walkway while they were playing the national anthem. So I kind of felt like a celebrity, but I was kind of anxious going through it because, like, um, the other center is just so easy. Like, you walk in and you already know everybody, and they all love Kiki. And in the other center, it was just, like, scary because then I had to start all over, and it was just hard. I'm sure everybody felt for you there. I know, I know. Does everybody love Kiki now? Uh, better. <laughs> with progress. Any, anybody else's takeaways walking into that second center? 
I just felt absolutely honored to be a part of Simple Church, a church that is so on mission. I have felt that since the first day at the funeral home, and it's why I wanted to be a part of this church, and to go to Honduras for the third time and walk into a second center. The first center was so excited that we were starting to spill over into a second center to bring what we bring and in our crazy way that they love, um, knowing that, that here we go, here we go again. Um, it it was, it was seeing God. I could reach up and touch him. Very cool. They expressed, uh, the director of our, of our original center expressed how sad they were that we only got to be with them two days. But she said, we are so thankful because we know what you bring to the table. We know the life that you've given us here and the, the joy that you share and how much you've invested in our children. We are so thankful that you're doing that with more children in Honduras. So when you show up to that second center, so first center, you knew kids, kids knew you. When you showed up to the second center, what, how long did it take to transition into a, a relationship with the kids that you were sponsoring there? What, did, what, what does that transition look like? It didn't take very much time at all. Um, we did our silly songs with them, and you could see in the video that we, from there we just jumped out and started loving them, and they <laughs> loved us back. I mean, it was, it was pretty easy. Do you have any special stories about connections with, with some of your kids there? Well, I would say um, one of the coolest things to see was with Kate. So I knew it was her first time, and uh, that it was instantaneous love with her sponsor kid. The girl was on her hip at all times. And it was just cool to see her fall in love so quickly because I knew she didn't know like what really to expect, like some of us that have been there. So uh, that was a really cool thing to watch. Uh, I like meeting our sponsor kids for the first time because this is my first trip to Honduras, but my mom and sister have been there a few times, and I didn't I didn't know anything about them. I was there were there were just pictures that were on our fridge, so like it was really cool to like finally meet them, and it went from like me barely remembering what they looked like to I would do anything for these kids. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool to finally meet them. Very cool. So so uh, when it came to, to rocks, so what was the experience like this year compared to last year, Misty? <coughs> um, well, last year was new for me and everything was exciting and I was just so honored to be asked. And so when Amy asked me again, I was like, oh, thank you. Like, this is the, my jam. Like, Time to shine. Like, this is it. Big stage. So um, it was different because the whole team took all the kids to the park. So it was just the staff. Like, there was no kids running around. The whole team was gone. Two people stayed to help. And I was not, I mean, I was excited. But it was a different kind of excitement. And then it was great because, like, I was, I was a little bummed about the second center because I don't have any kids there. And I miss my kids. And I miss the staff. And I was like, I don't know these people. But it's good. Oh, my gosh. I got to bond with these um, ladies. Like, I think even more than some of the other team did just because I got to spend all that time with them and talk to them. And we're all Facebook friends now. We're all on Instagram together. They're already sending me pictures of, like, more rocks. Like, they're already doing it with the kids. And that day, one lady was like, I'm on your Instagram. And she started sending me. She's replicating my rocks. Look, I did this one, and then I did this one, and I did this one. I was like, oh, my gosh. So it was, it was awesome. And it, it was, like, the end of the trip for me, you know, like, because we did that on the last day. And so it was just... Yeah. Wrapped up well. It, it, it ended well. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Loved it. Does anybody else have stories of connecting with the staff down there? That, that you, you know, a big reason that we go down there is for vacation Bible school, but there's also to support uh, the people that are 
are serving there. Does anybody else have any stories of connecting with, with the staff? Oh, there's one right here. Uh, so I, I got to spend time with Pastora at the new location uh, and, and Pastor and uh, uh, Leslie, the center director at the initial one. So I got an update on all that was going on in the community there and what was going on uh, in the church. I mean, the pastor, uh, Ernesto, at uh, uh, 16, uh, Project 16, has such a massive, and I mean a massive heart for the community there because uh, he's the pastor of the church. Every Hope Center is attached to a church, so the pastor is um, is engaged with what's happening at the Hope Center, even though they have a director, and uh, so it's part of their outreach. Uh, and and he's got such a vision for uniting the churches across the community and the area uh, to make such a massive impact there. Uh, I'm so proud to be partnered with somebody like him, and I believe that God's going to do great things there. And then, of course, meeting the new staff. Uh, Pastor was was just shared what was going on in the community, how long they'd been there. Um, but one of the people we got to meet was a teacher in the school, and she and the pastora has a a huge heart for education. Uh, she has a school that is attached to that center, so education is a, a major focus of theirs. Uh, that they're they're not only educating pastors, but they have a school. This is this is no good. You might as well turn that one off. Um, that they have a private school there where they are, are educating kids, and so kids pay to come, but she's trying to grow that so that she can bring more kids in for private education and, like, give them scholarships. And so such visionary leadership at both of these locations, and it's such an honor to be partnered with them. It's, it's really cool who God has, has brought us together with uh, there as far as the leadership goes uh, locally uh, and uh, just really amazing. And, and had coffee on a... Uh, with some of the other teachers and things. It, it's just, I love, love the people of Honduras. They're, they're wonderful, and those people that are serving there. So there's great opportunities for the team to connect with kids and the staff members there, but, but also there was 24 people that went down as the team, and, and I think 10 of them were, were first-timers. So in that process, how have relationships changed within, within this group of people? Can you, can you share any stories of, of relational change? Um, I am always so lucky to have, like, the best roommate on the entire trip. Like, I know y'all think y'all do you, but the married couples, y'all already know each other. So it's like, I already know you. But, like, so I had Kalina last year, and that was just the most amazing thing. Kalisa. Oh, she's going to, she hates that. I do that every time. Every time. Let's edit that part there. It's one letter off. Be a twin. Y'all deal. Um, My whole life. Um, But I had Carrie this year, and I, I knew Carrie from kickball and stuff, but she's, like, literally... Like, the most encouraging, like, amped, awesome, like, person ever. And it's just, like, every day is, like, imagine rooming with, like, a personal life coach. And you're, like, you get up and she's, like, are you ready? We're going to do this. And God's going to do this. And let me show you this. Come on. She's, like, now stretch here and do that. I'm, like, okay. Like, she is awesome. Like, it was wonderful. Like, I loved it. Anyone else share a story of relational change? Yeah, so... uh if you were in first service, you would have seen Elliot talk about how he was so enamored with the way that Lainey uh, just connected down there. Much the same for me and my wife. Um, leading up to the mission trip, she put in a lot of hours making sure that we were able to take books down. Um, and I gave her nothing but like crap for staying up late and stressing about... <laughs> <clears throat> stressing about like just making sure that all the books were prepared. 
But all that instantly melted away when Kyle had an experience with one of the kids at the second center where they really don't have books. They don't really have the, uh, the best educational opportunities. And to see them grab these books and just be so fascinated with them. And she got a question about were they able to take them home. And unfortunately, no, but they are able to stay at the center where they can have access to them. But seeing that instantly made everything that Caitlin put in worth it. Worth it. <laughs> so um, being able to see her heart for uh, getting something that I don't know if we knew that they didn't really have access to books like that, but just being able to bring books down and you know, bless them in that way makes it all worth it to, to see the hours and the time and the stress and the anxiety that she put in to, to make that possible. I would just like to speak to the, the friendships and bonds that form between everybody on a mission trip. When you are in maybe uncomfortable conditions and you are absolutely bringing it, being the shiny, on mission, on task, it is an absolutely unifying thing. And, and to sit on a hot bus, sharing each other's sweat, you know, <laughs> you can't help but get a lot closer. And I think that was one of the big takeaways from the download we had from the last session is that people know each other so much better now and, it's, and it is all good. So, so does the T-Rex have to come back every year? Yeah. I hope so, but my biggest lesson learned was uh, gobs of kids will surround you. I had two escorts, Caitlin and um, Aaron, escorted me, and it, still, it was not enough because I was getting hit, and punches were coming, and just trying to figure out what was real or not. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it was worth it, though. <laughs> so, Can I say one thing? So... <laughs> to add on to uh, what Amy was saying about uncomfortable positions, if, if you hear about like, things like it's hot, it's nasty, it's cramped, it's this, it's that, you're going to hear a lot of negative things. But to be able to share uh, that experience with somebody, and especially for there to be 23 of us, 24 of us, something, 24, um, makes it so worth it. The... The positive far outweighs the negative. You're uncomfortable, you're hot, you're sweaty. The beds aren't comfortable, you sleep on rocks. Um, but, but. Not quite sure what trip he was on. You, <laughs> you didn't have to sleep on the bed at the, at the hotel. But anyway, so. It, it is just the way you like it. But all those all those negatives aside the experiences that you have the connections that you make the friendships that build and uh, just being able to see a different side of people makes everything worth it very cool so how many times did buddha and muhammad die <laughs> okay, so wait <laughs> i got one <laughs> i i did uh i had a little routine with like a juggling routine that uh, explained the difference between Jesus and the other religious leaders. And I, I would be juggling, I say there was a leader named Buddha, and he had a religion called uh, Buddhism. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I dropped the ball, and he died. 
I'd say Mordio. <laughs> All the kids would say that afterwards. And then there would be a leader named Muhammad, and he had a religion called Islam. And then I tossed the ball up, and then he died. And see Mordio. <laughs> and I do. Then there would be a leader called Jesus, and he had a religion called Christianity. I tossed the ball up, and it would drop, and then it would bounce back up. And he he he. Uh, he <laughs> resucitó. <laughs> I explained that's the difference between him and everybody else. He 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 rose from the dead. And then a little while after, I was down visiting some of the VBS classrooms where the class was over, and there were these little kids throwing Aiden's juggling balls around, going, "Say Murio, say Murio, say Murio." And I was just like, there will be a time in their life when they start questioning, is this Jesus thing real or is that Buddha thing real? What is it? What's true? You know? And hey, if they just remember some little thing like that, it, it might make a difference. What the long hair hippie freak say? He said he died. <laughs> so, so looking at this team, first service, we had Chuck. How old is Chuck? 102? So, he's at 102. Is Chuck still here? Am I picking on Chuck? I love Chuck. So Chuck, so Chuck, so Chuck was our elder statesman on the trip, right? So looking at the stage, we got we got four people on stage that are under the age of twenty. I'm assuming it's just four, right? We got we got we got four teenagers that go. That so to, to highlight that that the age spread that can go and have an impact is is across the board. Um, Fourteen to I don't know. I have no clue how old Trent is. Are you twenty yet? No, seventeen. So so we can send teenagers down to, to this mission trip, and they get, the, they get to have this um, perspective shift, right? That, uh, is there a perspective shift? What, what's a <laughs> Rowan's been on like four or five mission trips, so the, the perspective <laughs> shift probably isn't as radical, but, but, but know that those opportunities are there for your teenagers as well. Um, so so part, of, part of the team that, uh, that, we, that I shared about is that we have letter writers. So each of the missionaries was attached to uh, a letter writer, prayer warrior, one for one. And, and they may not have realized this, but for, for almost like a month, month and a half prior to, to these guys going down, those people were praying for them. And then they wrote letters for them and were praying for them throughout the week. And, and hopefully are still praying for them now as they, they transition back. D does anybody have any stories about the, the impact of the letters? So my letter writer was Danny. And I was also <laughs> I was also the letter deliverer, so I would hand every, out everybody else's letters. And so I would wake up in the morning, I would like really quickly grab the letters because I was so excited to read it. So I would read her letters, and I would go down, and like I was so excited to pass out more encouragement, like Danny gave to me. Well done, Danny. <laughs> I got I got packages. Yes, like, you did. Full-blown, like, a package would be brought to the room, and it would be filled with a book every day and a theme every day. And one day there was an, a legit tiara in my package. <laughs> like, Lisa, I love you, Lisa. I know she's on vacation right now. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was awesome. And she took time to write, like, the most awesome, encouraging things. Like, she, it was phenomenal. Yes, Lisa can't follow the rules. She can't follow the <laughs> rules. <laughs> we put limits on it because of how much stuff that we send down there, and they're all supposed to end up it with me to get into my wife's bags, except for Misty's because Lisa knew she couldn't follow the rules. Yep, she passed them along. Well done, Lisa. Anybody else on stories of letters? 
Danny was also my letter writer, and I really, really loved him. That's why I say that. Also, also, Dad wrote me a letter saying that he was going to save all the week's dishes for me to do when I got home. That was really nice. <laughs> I ate out every night. There were no dishes. Um, my letter writer was April, and um, I think you're supposed to get like three letters, right? Three, and then she wrote me like five or six. And so every morning, Rowan would be like, oh, April, here's like four letters for you. Hope you learned how to read. I had awesome letters from Lacey, and um, they were incredibly encouraging. And uh, my favorite was one morning I'd gone down to breakfast, and I would call out mail time, like Blue's Clues, to, to Rowan when she did this and handed over letters. And so Lacey had written about us traveling and leaving the 99 behind to seek the one. And what a lot of people don't know is we had a time for ministry, and uh, there were kids coming, and we didn't have anything prepared. So Amy asked me to go out and uh, essentially babysit. And so I was like, Cool, totally fine with this. I'm going to hang out with the kids. And during that time, I didn't know any of this. I was hanging out with kids, but Lacey had written that to me in the morning, and I had carried that all day, not knowing that Jason Woodland was giving his testimony in, indoors with the ministry time, and that one person did give his heart to Jesus that day. And so to me, it was praying out, like, nothing's wasted on this trip of what we're doing and who is speaking into us. And so it was really fun that day to have an encouragement from back home about seeking the one and what we're doing to walk that out and to see God work through Woodland to have such an experience and just on the bus ride back, like get to share that. Cause I was super excited cause I had that knowledge of someone else sharing with me that morning and then just getting to celebrate it. It was phenomenal. So just, just a follow up on that story. I mean, you know, we're a church on mission, whether it's here in Reynoldsburg or Columbus or Ohio or, our country or, or to the ends of the earth. That, that's the mission we've been called to. That's the field that we're on. In fact, our vision statement is reaching people far from God. That's, where, that's why we're here. And on Sunday mornings, you know, we share with our dream team. We have a, a huddle that we do before service even starts. And we believe that Sunday mornings are orchestrated for, for those that are not yet here, for those that are far from God. And, and that, that, you know, holding the door and being in the parking lot and loving on kids and, and, and all the ways that we serve is, is for those that are far from God so that, so that they have an opportunity to come to know him. And, and I'm not surprised that we would go to Honduras. And, and, you know, for the most part, we're talking to kids who already are introduced to Jesus. We're working with people that already know him. I'm not surprised, though, that we would go and have an opportunity to speak to members of the community Jason share his story, and a man respond to that and say, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. And so when that happened, I went and asked, and I just want to show you the, the power of what God does, how, how he uses us all as a body, and I don't mean just here, I mean around the world, and, and how beautiful this picture is. So I went and asked the, the, the people of the church in the center, and I said, who was that man? And they said, well, he has had four daughters in this program. Two of them have aged out. And they, he's been around for a long time, is what they're trying to say. That seeds have been sown and seeds have been watered in this guy's heart and life about God's love. Been sown into his children's life. He's seen them blessed by God's love over and over again for years. 
And I said, does he come to your church? They said, no, he doesn't come to our church. That him responding today was God giving the increase as he sent us to give, to tell a story and give him an opportunity, an invitation to say yes to Jesus. So when I say well done, simple church, I say well done, simple church, and well done, Jesus, because what a beautiful thing he has put together to send us all the way to Honduras, I believe, for the one. So, so a big portion of the trip was Vacation Bible School or VBS, and, and, a, and a portion of the trip was was standing tables and stuff. But then there was also the opportunity to to bring gifts. So, so a lot of the people here that sponsor kids were able to send gifts down to their kids. Can can someone share the stories a story about uh, uh, what that what that looks like handing off uh, gifts to your kid or handing off other people's gifts to their kids? Yeah, I think Misty and I had a great opportunity because we were the ones responsible for capturing all those moments, and, and Misty specifically. But so it was really, really cool to see the the gifts that you guys send, and and because to me they're normal everyday items, but every it seemed like every single time one of the kids opened a book bag, there was one item in there that was the most important thing to them. And that, for us, it's little things. I know um, one of them was a water bottle uh, that they, they got sent down, and she opened the water bottle, and she was just over the moon for it. I'm like, it's a water bottle. And she said, mine was stolen last week and I, I haven't been able to replace it. And she just was, she loved this water bottle more than anything else. Um, and, and for, uh, uh, and for Kara, there was a, uh, a hairbrush. I think she said it was a dollar store hairbrush that she got. And the little girl broke down because she said this is the one thing she needed because she never had a hairbrush. And so it was incredible for me just to get to see these, these gifts given to these kids that just felt like, they were always perfect. There was something in there that they needed, that they wanted more than anything, and somehow we all knew it. I mean, God put it in our hearts to descend just the right stuff, and it's, it was absolutely incredible. So um, for us, we love to pack a rather large bag, um, but it's because we don't just want to give a gift to our kid. We want to give a gift to um, the whole family. Um, as part of sponsoring, we feel like we are part of that family that we have come in and um, been able to um, partner with the parents to help this kid. And that opportunity, we were able, we were given the opportunity to, to go to the home and give him his gift with his family present. And that is very impactful to us because uh, it's not just the gifts that we're giving, it's that relational aspect of, hey, let me speak with you during this time of giving that gift and really just build that relationship face-to-face. -face. And we write the letters every month and we hear back from him and we were able to say, hey, we got you this because in your last letter you spoke to us about um, a verse that was impactful to you. And um, just seeing that joy in them, not just our joy being able to give that to him, but also he was so excited and his parents were so excited. Um, and we just get to learn more about their lives in that moment. I was blessed to be able to be sitting with them as they were handing over their gifts. And the Ellers, um, they, they love this family. And so they actually take less for themselves so that one of their checked bags is to carry stuff for their fa sponsor family 
I, I call it family and not kids. But one of the coolest things is this kid's like looking through. He's one of those detailed kids that looks through every page of every book and everything. But as he found things that his little sister would like, he just immediately just handed them right off to her. This kid who doesn't have everything he ever wanted is, is thinking about others as he's getting. And that is a very common theme that you'll hear all of us say. Kids who have nothing are giving as soon as they get something. Um, one of my favorite things to do is go with specifically the Ellers, but all the people to go to their houses and watch the kids open the gifts. And um, it was just crazy to me because it really is like the Ellers are part of this kid's family. Like they have a picture frame over their TV of the Ellers and I think your guys' dog too, right? Yeah, and it, it was just, and it, I was just like, oh my gosh. And like um, he has like a little car collection from toy cars that they give him every year. And it was just so crazy to like see that. Whenever he passed, so one thing that he passed to his little sister were the bubbles. She loved those. Every time just like even one bubble came out, she would just start like laughing like as loud as she could. It was the cutest thing ever. So we've got about five minutes left before you get ready to start wrapping this up. But uh, so on the front end, Kyle, Kyle shared how some of the, the time beforehand going, getting ready for the mission trip was, was a time of attack and, and a time of, of, of challenges. And, and on the trip, Aaron slept on rocks. And, but, but, even, but even on that trip, there, that there's, 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 there's tests and trials, and it's not necessarily the easiest. Now they're back home. So after uh, a week of immersion on mission and in that culture, what has is, what is this week been like? What are the challenges that you've, that you've experienced this week? I got back, and it was great. Um, you might know or might not know that I actually do work for the church, so I live my life in ministry, and it was brilliant because I got to come back and just talk about the trip most of the day, which was different for any of anybody else returning back to work, but also um, just being able to share since returning and you know just love on other love on other missionaries that went and just be able to you know talk about their experiences and everything. So it was it was awesome. So being back, um, I took Monday off of work since we were getting home so late, and I was very thankful because I took that day to rest and recover a little. But uh, one of the things, you know, it was such a busy week here at the church. We had the all the 4th of July stuff and the bicycles that we were giving out, and it was super exciting. But someone had given me some money and said, oh, I didn't have time to go get a bicycle. I was like, that's okay. I'm off work. I will uh, run to Walmart. And let me just tell you, I was not ready for Walmart when I got back. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to go back to Honduras where Amy just tells me where to go and what to do. And it's just, I just want to go back. The, the, the culture shock, it, it can be culture shock coming back. So my encouragement to you is to keep on praying for these people as, as, they, as they come back. Because there's a, a problem that's never going to leave Honduras. And there's a, there's a problem that never should. And, and there's aspects of Honduras that should come back and and influence our life here, um, and and being there for a week with this group of people, can can have can have a significant impact. And, and it's not that you want to get back into to real world again really quick, or or ever, in in some aspects. So so keep on praying for them through that. Uh, raise your hand if you're going back next year. Woo! So so after first service, there's a whole bunch of other people that are going for the first time next year too. Um, it, It'll be it'll be tight, won't it? Can we send more than twenty four people? We'll send two trips next year. Two trips next year. 
Well, cool. So Keep watching in the fall, we'll have info sessions again. It'll be coming up fast. So, so these are just some of the stories. My encouragement to you is to, to encourage them by asking to hear more of their stories, that, that this is really just a little blip of the experience that they had on the ground of, of what God was doing in them and through them and, and how they've been transformed. And, and, and if, if you have the opportunity, make the opportunity, take the opportunity to, to connect with them, to talk with them, to ask them questions, to hear the stories, because, because they, want, they want to share them. They want to share them. So, Aaron. So what we're celebrating here today is a journey of faith. That, that each one of these people here said yes. There, there was a call to go and live on mission for a week in Honduras. And a lot of them said yes. It, yes to a, a $2,000 commitment. Some of them didn't know how they were going to get there. Some of them said, I'm not going to go because, I don't, because the money's not there. there there's, 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 there's plenty of these stories, and I can point to many of the missionaries who simply didn't have the funds or the means to go. And yet, they took a step of faith, they put that $100 deposit down, and began sharing what they were doing with their family and friends and began to talk about it. And all of a sudden, God provides. Because that's what God does. He responds to steps of faith. That, that, that he is moved by that. In fact, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so if we want to live a life that God wants to bless, it requires faith. And here's the deal. They've all been on a faith journey, but the, the difference between them and you, or if you want to experience this and have the stories like they're telling, it requires faith. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe your faith isn't there to go on a journey. Maybe you're a, like a missions trip to another country, to the, the, the second highest you know, murder rate in the world is in Honduras. It's dangerous there. Maybe you don't feel called to do that. But maybe, maybe part of your faith journey is next year I'm going to be somebody who, who prays. Ne- or maybe next year I'm going to be somebody who writes letters. Or maybe next year I'm going to be somebody who, who, who chooses to grow in their generosity and trust God. I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to sponsor some, a child. Or maybe I'm going to sponsor a missionary. There's all kinds of faith journeys that are available for you. In fact, for, for some of you here today, the week-by-week uh, faith journey that's here, you, you, you can say yes to Jesus if you're not on that faith journey yet, and I'll give you an opportunity to do that in a moment. You can say yes to following in obedience through baptism, getting growth track, understand God's plan and his purpose for your life, join a grow group, step out in faith that, man, there's going to be people who are going to love you and love who you are right in the middle of the mess that you're in. Amen, everybody? Amen. Joining a team. Well, I'm not sure about all, like, there is so many faith journeys that are right in front of you. You just got to say yes to them. Some are simple. Some are grand, like, like getting $2,000 together to go to Honduras. But I promise you that if you'll step out in faith, you'll find God's power meets you there every single time. And so right now, I'm going to give an opportunity for people to take a step of faith. So if we could bow our heads and close our eyes. There's some of you here that you're not on a faith journey at all, but, but you need to be. Your faith journey begins with knowing God. Unfortunately for all of us, our sin separates us from God. And so we have to deal with that first. The good news is is that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to pay the price that you and I have to pay for our sins. Jesus lived perfectly, sinlessly. And in surrendering his life to die on the cross, it was sufficient enough to pay the price for your sins so that you could be forgiven, 
so you can have a relationship restored with God, so you can know him, so that you can experience eternity in heaven and a full and fulfilled faith journey life here on earth. That's what God has for you. Many of you, maybe you're here today and you believe God's mad at you and God is not mad at you. He knows what you did last night, last week, last summer. He ain't mad. He loves you. His son has paid the price for you. And so to begin your faith journey today, just accept that. Just accept that. Take a step of faith and say, Jesus, I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to follow you. Jesus, I don't know much about you, but I'm willing to come to church every week and learn about you. I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to say yes. And if you're willing to say yes today, God will meet you right where you're at and your entire life's trajectory will change. I promise you that. So if that's you and you're here today and you're ready to make a commitment, say yes to Jesus. To not being perfect, but to having progress. To listening to his voice in your life and allowing it to lead you on your next steps. I'm gonna give you the words to the prayer and you can join along and pray them. And all you need to do is believe in your heart. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then, then everything changes. So, so I'm gonna give you the words and you can join along. And I would just, with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody's looking around and we're not gonna embarrass you or make you to come to the front or anything. But just to let me know, if, if you're here today and that's you, would you, would you just slip your hand up and say, Aaron, that's me today. I need to make a commitment today. Or maybe you need to make a recommitment today. Thank you, I see your hand, thank you. Anybody else that would say, I'm gonna recommit today. Or Aaron, I'm, I'm gonna make my first time. Church, let's everybody pray, pray together. Pray these words out loud so that nobody is praying alone. They're part of the family now, amen? So let's pray. Say, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins and make me brand new. Show me how to live for you. And I'll spend every day doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.